Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. I want to remind you that God gave to the Jewish people seven feast days. There's the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and then 50 days after First Fruits, there was the Feast of Pentecost. Those are the four spring feasts. There are three feasts in the fall, and that would be the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, Jesus Christ did fulfill all four of the spring feast in the proper day sequences when he was here 2,000 years ago. Let me tell you this, he will fulfill all three of the fall feast as well when he comes back. The Feast of God is a Bible study, a five-hour audio series on CD that you need to have a copy of. We would love for you to get your copy of it. Passover and the Signature of God, a trio of feast, Pentecost for Israel and the church, the Sound of Trumpets, and Tabernacles in the Last Days. Those are the titles of this five-hour series. And uh, I tell you what, why don't we just listen right now to an introduction to this series, then I will tell you how you can get your copy of the series, The Feast of God. Here is the introduction to this series. Chapter 19 of the book of John. Chapter 19, verse 30. Chapter 19, this is going to be the third Passover. You know, and I don't have time to develop it, but when he comes in, they have the Passover Seder on the night before he's crucified. You know the story. They have the lamb, they have the bread, they have the bitter herbs. Look down here in verse 30. This is the narrative of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Six mock trials had taken place. He had the Passover Seder. He dismissed Judas, who was going to betray him. The first of the bitter herbs. A man who's traveled with you for three years, you so trusted him, you gave him the money to take care of. The first of the bitter herbs. He dismisses Judas. Having washed the feet of the disciples, he says to Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crow twice. The second of the bitter herbs. And then they go over. They go over to the Garden of Gethsemane. What? Can you not watch with me one hour? And into the Garden comes the Roman centurion with his soldiers leading the pack that who had deserted kisses him on the cheek they grab him and his disciples deserting the third of the bitter herbs they take him to Caiaphas's house member of the Sanhedrin supreme court of Israel the Jewish people there, the beginning of six mock trials that takes place. By the way, illegal trials. Sanhedrin was never to meet at night and accuse anybody. That's why they reenacted it the next morning. Bring him in. Strip his clothes off. And naked, he's taken to a cross. Humiliation before the world. The next of the bitter earth. Prior to having done it, the leaders of the Jewish people, the leaders of Israel, the one who, who he was telling on the Passover lamb, had rejected him, another of the bitter herbs. And we come to chapter 19, and all the people, crucify him, 
crucifying. And verse 30, And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and died. Gave up the ghost. Jesus, in his observance of the Passover, in the Gospel of John, sets the table with the lamb, his body. Sets the table with the bread. I am the bread. No life available unless you eat and take of me. Sets his table with the bitter herbs. And it's all set. You know what we're going to do? We're going to see that feast commemorated forever. Where do I get that from? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Look at Ezekiel. Chapter 45. Ezekiel. Chapter 45. Ezekiel 40 to 46 is 202 verses of a detailed description of the coming temple that's going to stand in the city of Jerusalem. In the Holy of Holies, Jesus Christ will rule and reign from that coming temple. Let me show you something. Ezekiel 45. Let me show you something. Verse 8. Excuse me, verse 18. Ezekiel 45, 18. Thus saith the Lord God, In the first month and in the first day of the month thou shalt take a young bullet without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. There is going to be a feast of the new year, the first day of the first month. Now this is not a feast we'll find out tomorrow through part of the cycles. But this is a feast that Jesus Christ is going to institute when the temple is standing. And they're going to take a bullock and they're going to slaughter that bullock and it's for the cleansing of the temple. And there's going to be the observance once a year on the first day of the first month, Nisan, April, that they're going to take that bullock and they're going to cleanse the temple. That's the first of the feast. Look down at verse 21. And in the first month, in the 14th day of the month, Nisan 14, just exactly what happened in Exodus 12, and in the first month, in the 14th day of the month, ye shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days. Unleavened bread shall be eaten. We'll study more about it tomorrow. Verse 22. And upon that day shall the prince prepare for himself and for all the people of the land a bullock for a sin offering. Now let me show you something, folks. That's not Jesus Christ the prince who's ruling and reigning from this temple. That's King David who's ruling and reigning from the temple, who is, listen to me, co-regent with Jesus Christ in the temple. Because Jesus Christ never prepared a sacrifice for himself. He was the sacrifice. And so when this Passover is observed in eternity, well, millennial kingdom in eternity future, because the temple will be standing there forever, and they said they're going to do this forever. King David from Ezekiel chapter 34, who is the prince. King David from Ezekiel chapter 37, who is the prince. The word prince is used 27 times in the book of Ezekiel, every single time pointing to King David. King David, the prince in chapter 45, verse 21 and 22, is the one going to offer this feast and sacrifice. Co-regent, King David, resurrected, standing with Jesus Christ in the temple. He will offer the sacrifice, and we're going to observe the Passover forever. Why these why this sacrifice? It's not to do away with sin because sin was never done away with the sacrifices before and will not be done away with by the sacrifices in the future. Only in memorial 
as we partake of the Lord's Supper, the same way that Passover, looking back to the Passover lamb, which I'll show you tomorrow, is the Passover lamb, Jesus Christ. In eternity future, prophetic, the prophetic significance of the Passover, we're going to observe it throughout eternity. But there's been one alteration, and with this I close it. Look at Jeremiah chapter 16. Jeremiah chapter 16. There's been one alteration to the Passover. One alteration. There are two portions of Scripture I could look at, chapter 16 and chapter 23. Look at Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 13. Jeremiah 16, verse 13. There's been an alteration to the Passover. Look at it, verse 13, Jeremiah 16. Therefore will I cast you out of this land. God speaking to the Jewish people. I'm going to cast you out of this land that ye know not, neither, into a land that ye know not, neither ye nor your fathers, and ye shall serve other gods day and night where I not show you favor. The fulfillment of the prophecy of Deuteronomy 28, I'm going to cast you out of the land. It was fulfilled in 70 A.D. at the destruction of the temple. They were dispersed to the four corners of the earth. He said, I'm going to cast you out of the land. Now look at verse 14. Therefore, behold, the days cometh, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be said. The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Now when was that said? Oh, I remember. Exodus 12. Once a year, you have a Passover Seder with the roasted lamb, with the unleavened bread, with the bitter herbs. You sit at the table. And one of the little children will come in and say, Abba, that's Hebrew for daddy, Abba, why do we partake of this special meal? And the father is then to rehearse the Passover. But wait a minute. It's saying here, that which was given as an eternal, a forever covenant, it's gonna, they're not going to say they came out of Egypt. What are they going to say? Look at verse 15. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands wherein he hath driven them, and I will bring them again into their own land that I have given to their fathers. The land of the north. And since Judy and I moved to Jerusalem in January of 1991, we have seen, I said it last night, seven hundred and eighty one thousand Jews from the land of the north make their way in oh we have the Passover Seder and this last year 41 people came to our Passover Seder 29 of them were former Soviet Union Jews seated at the table oh we talked about the Passover out of Egypt, the Exodus. But more than that, we talked with these dear people today out of the north. And he said, my signature is on my book. Look at it. In that day, before I get ready to come back, I'll alter the Passover just a little bit. And we'll think about the exodus out of the north. This is my book. I think I'll sign it.
Thank you so very much for spending a few moments studying the Feast of God. Jesus Christ will fulfill all of the feasts. He did fulfill the four spring feasts when he was here 2,000 years ago in the proper day sequences. And he will fulfill those last three feasts, the fall feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, of Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, and Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles. If you need more information and a study on Feast of God, you can go to our website and find out how you can make your own order of this five-hour CD series, an audio series available for you. The website address, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to a shopping mall. They will tell you how to make your order. Or you can call our toll-free number. We have friends standing by that would take your order. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. Call today or go to the website and order The Feast of God. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you that everything we talk about in our Bible studies gives evidence of the soon return of Jesus Christ when he comes back to the earth and establishes his kingdom in the city of Jerusalem from the temple on the Temple Mount. Let me say, though, before that, seven years earlier will be the rapture of the church when he will shout, and the archangel will shout, the trouble of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him in the air. That's the rapture, and the rapture could happen at any moment. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...